911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his deputy staff sergeant, Jack Luna. What's going on? <laughs> my son stabbed my boyfriend. Okay, 615. Is that what you said? 615? Yes. Yes. Okay, who is your son? Oh, guten Morgen, Luna. Spoke the Deutsch. Buschkele, muschkele. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah. we should never, we should never speak in other languages. That'd be no, be hard for people to know. That would be kind of fun Easter eggs though in in podcasts. If like all of a sudden you were just like kind of cranked it out in another language, and then people had to like Google what you just said to see. Yeah, it turns out to be a discount code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for better ha- for like every plate or <laughs> Hello Fresh. Right. Accidentally, all of our. Uh, Ratings go sky high in Kazakhstan or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally, you're speaking whatever language they speak. They speak our language, everyone. Yay. The language is scared. Right? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Luna. Hey. Hey. Hey, did you ever have that awkward dynamic of having to learn to like... Or not like one of your parents' new significant others after your parents split up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and and a follow-up question. And if so, did you ever have any intense encounters with them? Yeah. <laughs> Forget who you're talking to. Okay. I feel the same thing you're feeling right now, which is a massive emotional weight. So we're just going to glide right onto the next bullet All point. right. Cool. I answered the question. <laughs> been watching yeah, the Johnny did. Depp trial. Yes or no, please, <laughs> sir. No problem. <laughs> you finished that watching the whole trial. And you're like, man, I've never gripped my fist so tight through the whole thing. Like white knuckles yeah. on the mouth. <laughs> Get her. Get her. Team Johnny. Oh man, and they're both pretentious <laughs> dicks. I mean, but it's it's been entertaining, man. It has. They both live in a la la land, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And that, I think that's what makes it even more of a circus. Is like what what they what they describe happens on a boring Wednesday yeah. evening is like no, no, nobody, nobody. Nobody gives Marilyn Manson drugs to just hope he'll stop talking. That's not a thing. No one does that. Also, no one can admit to doing that and not just get locked up. (laughs) You know, Marilyn Manson now has something on you. I was drugged by Johnny Depp, you know. (laughs) Oh, totally, man. I uh, went down a rabbit hole with that uh, because I I thought that I really loved Hunter S. Thompson's. I do love a lot of his writing and all that. Like Fear and Lonely Las Vegas, the Hells Angels thing he did, one of them called Mescalito. I don't know. I'm trying to flex my – those are the three I know. It's pretty impressive. It's more than I know. And um, (laughs) – So I was watching because I know they were friends after the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas movie because Depp had to spend a lot of time with Hunter. And Hunter was a real Mm -hmm. character. But what I found through watching it was like I hate three in the morning, four in the morning, 
or five when the birds start to come up and they're chirping and all that. And in some of the video I'm watching, they're up that late because they're probably doing cocaine or whatever drugs they're doing. <laughs> right. They're all on acid and they're awake, right? And the conversation they're having are like garbled. <clears throat> Hunter always talked like that kind of like, hey. And just the whole vibe, they're trying to teach a bird how to talk and Hunter grabs it and he's holding it too tight. And you see the sun kind of coming up in the background. You know they've been up all night. I'm like, this is just gross. I, I just hate that time of night. But what what I took from it was Johnny Depp's accent. The guy's from Kentucky, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And he's developed this weird – it's like he did that uh, – what was that movie that he did? Is uh, I don't know. He did a whole bunch of movies. He did Pirates of the sure. Caribbean. He's had to exp- to do a bunch of different accents, like even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Or, um, right. He's probably traveled a lot, but at some point he took on this really strange, very pretentious, in my opinion, accent that I think he feels makes him different, as he is different. But when you see him amongst regular people. Or on television mm-hmm. trying to behave as a regular person. Everybody's celebrating him and, and for good reason. I mean, I'm glad that he's getting his his career or sorry, his reputation back and all that. He deserves to have that. But at the same time, I'm like, get to the point, man. We're not sitting around at <laughs> five in the morning with Hunter doing mescaline right now. You're on the stand. Yeah. I think if you go back and you look at him even in his twenty one jump street days, which is a friggin' life's lifetime ago. Uh, he's pretty guarded. Yeah. Like the way he comes across, even the way he acts, uh, is, is quite guarded. And I think honestly, and he spent a good amount of time out living outside of the U S mm-hmm. also might even still, I don't know where he lives now. Everywhere. But, um, I think you guys got houses everywhere, everywhere wherever he wants. I, I honestly, I think something that happened Something happened to him that I th- I think we've seen before. Uh, it happened to uh, Jim Carrey at one point. It also happened to uh, well, it happened to Jim Carrey when he was doing the movie. Yeah, with uh, the comedian about guy, the comedian where he uh, of the he moon. Could, it was about the moon. Yeah, man, man on the moon, the moon or man. Uh, where he could he was possessed by the character of this person. He he possessed. He he spent so much time that it it became his. Was it Andy Warhol? Andy no, no. Andy Kaufman, Kaufman. Sorry, Andy Warhol Kaufman. was a painter, right? The painter, um, <clears throat> and I think that's kind of happened with Johnny Depp. Whereas he has found comfort in this kind of shell of a character, maybe sort of like I feel comfortable in a shell, you know? Yeah, sure. And and his shell is uh, very, uh, uh, you know. Uh, this weird, uh, uh, yeah, and it's it's really like it's like a sober-ish version of the of the of Jack off of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, and it's you know why not? Everybody loves that character. Sure, it's it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. interesting watching somebody just become sort of a, a puppet, a character. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of them. In, in Hollywood especially, or, or just entertainment that seemed to, I don't know, live in that character moment for a long time. It, it took forever before, like, the guys from the Rolling Stones stopped looking like, you know, Russian women. <laughs> Who had been through it. <laughs> you know, a little bit of mascara, a little bit of eyeliner, dee do do You know, they're like, one day, Steven Tyler was just like, 
I think I'm going to stop yeah. putting on the makeup. You know, and he did, and then he was, you know. Yeah, now. somewhat. Nor- he's not normal at all either. But No, he's super not. I, I, I'm not saying. You know what I, mean. I do. I do, absolutely. I don't know. I, we shouldn't be continuing on on this, but I, I'll say that I really enjoyed the whole thing, and I did enjoy moments where Johnny would, like, you know, with his facial expressions, express. The, the, the one attorney for Amber, his name is Rottenburn, and he keeps on calling, mm-hmm. he keeps on going, Mr. Rotten. Born. <laughs> I love that. Like, he's yeah. not a dumb guy by any means. I mean, you find Johnny Depp very entertaining. But the whole cheering behind Team Johnny and, and hating on Amber thing, and, and I'm part of it. I'm sucked into it, too, while all these horrible things are going on in the world. And I think what it's done, and we've already talked about it before, is it's, it's given people a bit of a break because there's been a lot of horrible things going on in the world. So it's kind of yeah. nice to have this uh, sideshow going on. Yeah, it's for sure. The other thing, and you can't escape this, is one man's life what was potentially ruined will continue to be potentially, you know, affected by this for a long time to come. Um, you know, I think jury's out, <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended, on whether or not suddenly, you know, there's going to be like a preview for Pirates of the Caribbean and somebody's going to show a llama won't do it. and then they're going to yeah. show him or not, you know, or whatever. Everybody's like, oh, you know that there's just hay for days to be made off of this. Yes. The other thing to consider also, though, is as this trial goes forward and then closes out, her life and career is over. Oh, way over. Over. Because, like, if especially if it comes back, you know, and she's found guilty of defamation uh-huh. and or whatever Perjury, whatever it is yeah like she's i don't know how you recover from that and and part of me hurts for her because she is she is an abuser yeah. and an abuser put on that kind of a stage boy i mean you, you you might be right up there with pedophiles at that point where people are like i want nothing to do with you yeah you know, you don't want to support that kind of a person or anything. The thing I think that would be best for her walking off of this thing is for her to be like, you know what? This trial taught me a lot. I'm going and I'm getting help. Yes. And then at least then she might be qualifying. For, but right now she's just kicking and screaming still. Like, yeah. We went down these kind know. of lines in the uncut where we talk about people mm. like this who could possibly change. I don't think that she is one of those people. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to her going forward. I will, I'm not going to say yeah. I wish her the best, but I don't. I hope that she doesn't kill herself because this kind of she she is hated by like the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. And when she gets out of there, she has a child. She, you know that her child is Elon Musk's baby. Ha. That he what? that she, that he froze his semen or whatever. You you might want to fact check that. Uh, that's what I heard. And, <laughs> I'm not okay. going to. We're just going to say so. Amber Heard's baby is a space baby. I it is from and his his name has six X's and four symbols in it. <laughs> Even if that's not true, that sounds awesome. And I wouldn't put it past them because they all like live in this like weird fruit land where you know he, everything's crazy. He could be the father. Sorry. But what but to your point, to your point is there's a couple paths or roads, right, to her potential recovery, but it's sure not right now. And fortunately for somebody who is put on that big of a stage and then is gonna have that whole stage burn out, burn down right in, on underneath her feet, yeah. she probably has a publicist that knows that there's money to be made off of this. And so what ends up happening there is the publicist and her managers or whatever. They're going to say, okay, we're going to make a public plea this way, but this is actually 
Amber, going to change your life. It'll help your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to kill, kill two birds with one stone. We'll all make a lot of money off of this. Mm-hmm. You'll go get some help. You'll end up better. And before you know it, you'll be on, you know, aqua juice for <laughs> He called it Aquanet. Whatever. Johnny Depp called aquanet. it Aquanet accidentally on, <laughs> on the stand. <laughs> on purposely. Accidentally on purpose. I'm sure of it. But oh anyways, we shouldn't continue. But everybody's probably anyway, sick of this. Yeah. We'll probably cut all that. Like, Jeez. I, honestly, that's the first time I've ever really talked about the trial. I, I, I have watched, I've only seen whatever is fed to me, like on a couple of YouTube reels or this or that. But I've been watching I, it I haven't really... almost constantly. And it's <laughs> Like sad. a telenovela? Yeah. Like just, you're, just, you're gross. <laughs> got to get my shows in, kids. <laughs> yes, <this is> like... <laughs> I've got ironing and shows to watch. Uh, so get out of the way. Did you see Vasquez grilling her <laughs> on the cross-examination? <laughs> now that's a strong woman. You need a strong woman to go out. They, 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 they put this female lawyer up against her for the cross-examination so it didn't seem too abusive in my mind. I mean, she's a brilliant lawyer at, at the same time. But it, it's so, so much fun to watch this woman. I think her name's Camille Vasquez, excuse me if I got that wrong, who is grilling Amber Heard and just giving it to her. It's like it's like watching a bully get bullied, yeah. and it's so satisfying, right? But, yeah. Anyways. And then where did Amber Heard – okay, last yeah. thing I'll say is where did Amber Heard get her lawyer, Sideshow Barbara? <laughs> like just what's up with that lady? I want to know who her hairdresser is. Is it a knife ah. and fork? <laughs> But I'm pumped. And on that, we will leave it. (laughs) That was good. Solid. Okay. So we covered my question and died an ignominious, very quick death about your intense encounters with awkward, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriends, whatever. Then we talked about Amber Heard. So we're moving on. Um, Okay. Well, today we head to the... we. I'm going to start. You know what? I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to start over. Here we, we go. We can cough and stuff and clear our throats now. I won't <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, we can cough. I was about we can to do whatever. Snort and hork. I won't do it to you. <laughs> well, today we head to the beautiful state of Oshkosh, which is a city in Wisconsin. Jack, you and I have been to Wisconsin, and it's a beautiful piece of mass, land mass, that is. Uh, I personally. I'm a Gen X kind of individual, but if you are a millennial, then get ready to move out of your parents' house because Oshkosh was ranked number two as the best places in the country for millennials to move. I don't know how you start splitting hairs like that and like uh, relegate a whole city to uh, a specific assignment like yeah. this is a great for this this generation to move. I'm not quite sure what it has that other places don't have, like maybe free money. Yeah. Maybe excuses for where your life's gone. I don't know what they have in the city, but it's apparently it's working for Having it. seen Wisconsin, I can't fathom how it could possibly have a place in it that <laughs> could qualify for that title. Where millennials thrive. <laughs> it's not As it's serial not killers? As I potential serial killers? <laughs> that place is gray and yellow, and, and <laughs> just everybody you go by seems like they want to ride and they want to slit your throat during that ride. <laughs> I loved it because it was very eerie, man. Very, very. It was, odd. yeah, it was polarizing. There was massive beauty and mm-hmm. the agriculture and just the ev- everything from the 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 uh, smokestacks on the top of chimneys being ornate to wild bridges yeah. and rocks and then crazy people, and crazy people, <laughs> yeah. rocks like on pillars that are overhanging the highways you drive past. You're like, how is that allowed to happen? <laughs> They're just gonna leave it till it oh. kills everybody. 
Hopefully I don't have an earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, moving moving on, more things about Oshkosh. If you like brunch, then you'll want to rent a car and go to Oshkosh from wherever you currently are and eat at bar 430, which was ranked in the top 10 brunch spots in Wisconsin. And if we're going to get that myopic in trying to get ra- in trying to rank things, this podcast you're listening to is ranked in the top five of podcasts hosted by two white males from separate countries only on Wednesdays. <laughs> so we've all got something we can hang our hat on as far as what we're proud of, and we're proud of that. I can say for certain the place that you're talking about is not the place we went to for brunch. Because <laughs> we went to brunch in the middle of a prison riot, it felt like, right? <laughs> yeah. What was that? Yeah, that motel got taken down <laughs> while we were eating eggs over Miami. <laughs> Oh, man, the, that was funny. She's like, oh, it happens all the time. Wow. <laughs> I think she said dinner and a show. Yeah, that's what she said, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only gripe I have about Wisconsin is the high price of rental cars. Mine in particular was $4,300. Some might say that I should have read the fine print, and some might say let's attack Wisconsin. I fall somewhere in the middle as I'm currently too poor to attack a whole country <laughs> like Wisconsin, so I'll leave that up to uh, somebody else. Okay, well, almost a decade and a half ago in 2009, oh, that man, that feels weird to say. When my brain mind tries to process what year a decade and a half ago is, it wants to land on like 1997 or something like that, right? But nope, our meteorologists confirm a decade and a half ago would be closer to 2009. Weird. You know, my feels uh, untrue. Sorry, man. My, my favorite song. By, at least by Mac Miller, but probably my favorite song is 2009 by Mac Miller. And every time I hear it, he's talking about like before – it's not 2009 no more. He's broken up with a girl or something like that. But every time I hear it, I'm like, that still feels new. It doesn't – and we've talked about this multiple times. But right. It doesn't feel like maybe what 1992 was to 1978. You know, like it doesn't – it doesn't compute that way at all to me. Maybe because it's yeah. in the 2000s. 2000 just still feels new to me somehow. Well, and then Prince talks about 1999. Yeah, he does. So that feels really old. Also, Prince is dead now. So, like, he's old. I don't know. He's super old. Uh, Anyway, yeah, decade and a half ago, 2009. Sounds untrue, but it's true. Anyway, okay, back in 2009, there was a lady, and that lady had a man. Uh, her boyfriend, to be precise. His name was Sean Potshader, and <laughs> Sean was a decent fellow, <laughs> unique in a couple ways, like his name. It's spelled S-H-O-N, oh. and Potshader is spelled exactly like you'd imagine, just normal Potshader, nothing fancy, standard old Potshader. Never heard it. Is that Irish? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. And who spells her name S-H-O-N? But... <laughs> I've got more bullets to read. Okay, so. please do. <laughs> he had a couple of run-ins with the law in his time, but who hasn't? He was convicted of battery in 93, a couple of counts of bail jumping in 96. And in 05, he was convicted of operating a vehicle while revoked, which sounds very Wisconsin. Oh, gosh. No, is that car revoked? You can't be driving that. No. Gosh, guy, get out of the car. It's revoked. <laughs> anyway, so he was operating a vehicle while revoked and battery, possession of drug paraphernalia, which I always thought sounded like a great name for an Irish girl, paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> and her brother, 
Lairifernalia. <laughs> but he possessed the drugs type of paraphernalia, not an Irish girl or her brother. <laughs> and their uncle, pedoph- pedophilia. <laughs> pedophilia. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, come here, paraphernalia. The pedophilia in my legs acting up again. <laughs> Uh, need to rub it. Yeah. <laughs> he also got jammed up with uh, possession of THC in 05, criminal damage to property, burglary, more bail jumping, petty theft, theft by fraud, which must be like, like heavy petty theft or something, <sighs> and disorderly conduct. But personally, I can see how these uh, kinds of charges can get stacked up in a very short period of time during like maybe just one in quick incidents on a Friday night after a bit of bar hopping, you know, like, okay, picture this. Sean walks out of the bar. Mm-hmm. He sees a cop. The cop sees him and Sean exclaims, Oh man, I got THC on me. I got to get out of here. Come on, paraphernalia. Give me your keys to your minivan. I promise I'm not going to steal it. I just want to see if you have one of those cool three-button remotes that (laughs) locks, unlocks, and opens up the back hatch like a spaceship. Hurry. Let me see. And she hands him the keys, and he's like, cool, and starts walking away from her. And she's like, hey, give me my keys back. I'm starting to feel like you thefted those from me through fraud. And he just drunkenly giggles as the hatch door opens and shuts and opens and shuts as he tries to avoid eye contact with the police officer who's gotten a whiff of THC and has begun making a move for his THC scanning device named K-9. Sean sees the cop movement, sees the K-9, and isn't looking where he's going, and bam, runs straight into the edge of the opening minivan hatch door, denting the car, and oddly enough, not even denting his forehead, he skitter-scatters through the parking lot and jumps over a bale of hay, and the cop screams, Hey, you can't bail jump in this parking lot! And with one click and another click, he is caught and handcuffed. But Sean starts petting around the cop's pants and steals a notepad, resulting in the petty theft charges as well. And then the cop opens the hatchback. He's like, hey, you got pedophilia back here. And Uncle Pedophilia comes rolling out. He's duct taped himself to, to hell. Well, pedophilia Pedophilia came out of the bar with him, but Larryphilia was in the back. He's like, oh, thank you very much. I didn't know if I was going to get out of there. <laughs> That accent's all over uh, the you place. Know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we've all seen that kind of a thing play out a thousand times or more every time we go to bars for drugs and darts games. Uh, it's pretty common. Uh, but anyway, Sean was just like anybody else, just trying to make it in the world. He himself drove a minivan, a Dodge minivan, uh, I found out through my background checks on him, mm. which I'm sure if he's like anybody else, he was hoping to upgrade to a bigger automobile at some time in the future. You know, something more manly, like a maxi van or something like that. <sighs> but all of those charges and convictions that Sean had were they were in the rear view, like four years in the rear view when he was just sitting at home one night with his girlfriend at her house when her son came home from a drinking party. That's not my words. That's how the news described where the sun came from when he came home that night. A drinking party. <laughs> you ever been to a drinking party, Jack? I'm at one right now. It's starting to heat up after that, too. <laughs> Your drinking party starts at 8 a.m. <laughs> Every day. Whee! Uh, when, when possible, for sure. I'm just glad to be part of it through Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Anyway, drinking party. He comes home. Oh, gosh. Sean sees him. <laughs> there was an argument, and the walls of the house's house started to sheboygan. Things went left, and then things went right, and then things went wrong, and then the girlfriend slash mom had to call 911. Should I go ahead? Are you ready for me to hit play? Yeah. Press play yeah. on this? Yeah. Yes. Do you do you have anything to say? I kind of no. overscripted our dialogue. Nothing. Okay. No, nothing to say about that. Let's let's get into it. I can't wait to hear how they actually sound. <laughs> yeah. Well, she sounds all screamy and oh loud. So okay. I don't know if there's really an accent in there, but anyway, here we go. Winnebago nine one one. I need help. I want Fifth Avenue. Okay, what's the address? The Black Eyed Woods High School? What's going on? My son stabbed my boyfriend. Okay, 615. Is that what you said? 615? Yes. Yes. Okay, who is your son? 20 Anthony Myers. Okay, and where where did your son stab him? I'm not exactly sure. I I saw him stab him like by the leg. Okay, so you don't know where he was stabbed? Either have someone call you. I, I'm not exactly sure. I, but he had blood on his chest and on his shirt. Okay, stay right on the phone with me while I get officers going, okay? Uh, 615, right? 615 West Smith? Yes. Okay. Son, talk to me. Okay. Now, what is your name? Amy Myers. Now, is your boyfriend with you right now? I I, I, I think I have a VCPR, so... Okay, just a minute. Hi, we have any more info? Bye! Okay, Amy Myers. Okay, do you send an entrance to... I'm going to put the CPR. Are you in a house? 
I am in the house right now, and I'm bleeding, and he's bleeding right there, bleeding right now. Okay, why are you bleeding? Is there a stabbing? No, I was punching. He was stabbed. He was stabbed? He was stabbed. Okay. Okay, are you at 615 West Nevada? Does that sound right? No, West, West something, West. By the North High School. So by North High School? Okay, no, then it must be Smith. He's on a cell phone, he can't tell me where yet. Okay, and you said this was your mom, the mom's voice? He said he was in a house, but it sounds like he was in like a truck and his head hit the horn at the end of it when, when he passed out. <laughs> also was something. Man, I don't mean to make fun of this, but like, was he was he calling in from a ham radio on the second call there at the end? I was thinking that while I was listening to him, like, you know, my daughter can hit, she's four, and she can hit record on, I don't know, any device in our house, and it sounds pristine. Mm-hmm. Why is it that when people call 911, it sounds like their phone was wrapped in duct tape, thrown in a trash can full of Pop Rocks, you know, and doused with lighter fluid? I I, I don't know what's wrong with the audio quality of 911 calls, yeah. but I will do my best to clean that up in the in post-production. Or don't, so they can hear what we're talking about. I, I thought, <clears throat> yeah. uh, before you get into it, because there's so many questions that you're obviously going to answer here, I don't even really know where to start, but I... After, I don't know if it's on the plus episodes or it's been on the public episodes of nine one one recently, but there's been a lot of lethargic sounding operators in in my mind where they're like, okay, listen, mm. you need you to slow down, I, sir or ma'am, and I, that always bothers me, and I've expressed it in the past, but I liked how this operator was meeting the energy and mm-hmm. um, asking questions in the moment like redirecting the conversation. It's fine for it to be hyped up and everything. It's a very hyped up situation. I'd really hate when they try to bring the energy down because it wastes, it wastes time and the energy's up. Right. Just roll with it. And she was really rolling yeah. with it and getting the information fairly quickly as, as that call went on. I agree. Well, and she was up against some problems like, you know, the phone was probably in the grass <laughs> at one point and you, you actually hear the guy moan like a black bear. Yeah. I thought I'm oh, see, making fun of it again, but I, I, well, I wasn't, I was just, I, I'm recounting the, the actual audio from the call. I think I said to you, so that's fine. I tried to say to you as that was <laughs> happening is this an animal, like is a moose giving birth suddenly here? What's <laughs> happening here? Who's on the phone? Who's right. on the line now? A moose's, uh, hindquarters <laughs> having a baby it, it's interesting it's interesting how like if you think about it like if, if okay consider this if if you jack luna were an automobile okay and you treated the automobile like you treat your body right. i'm just i'm not just using you i'm not just banging on you i'm saying anybody I think you are, like you know go ahead well, okay like it's fun it's it's a useful analogy to use you in this case absolutely but if you if you rode a vehicle like you drive your body uh-huh. we we already got over that yeah <laughs> and it's painful and we're moving on um <laughs> 
Think about how quickly that car would just be like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like our bodies are so amazing how how much of a licking they can take and keep ticking yes. that when you hear somebody who is like on the very steep precipice toward death, like like suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, no, the body needs some fundamental things like a certain amount of blood and blood pressure and all these things. Otherwise, your body's like, oh, I'm out. I I know decades of whatever you did to me, but I need this thing and it's I'm losing water. (laughs) Blood, yes. Yeah, water, blood, you know, food, whatever those. (laughs) It's interesting, though, when you hear these calls and we've covered a couple on the on the last plus episode, we covered one about a guy who got, eh, kind of cut in half by train right. it was interesting to just hear how the human body responds and you could literally hear shock in his voice yes. as he's talking yes it's 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 uh very tragic but uh, but also uh, super funny you know. too right <laughs> not funny oh man just joking okay so what happened here <clears throat> okay 19 year old anthony myers stabbed and ended up killing Sean Potscheider that night. Uh, Because he was 19, he was tried as an adult, to which he pled not guilty, claiming it was self-defense. The judge didn't really see it that way and and sentenced him to 30 years in prison. Uh, You know what I would do if I could uh, do something to prisoners, though, Luna? What? I would take away their ability to fast forward through podcast ads. I'd be like, yeah, you're doing 30 years in prison. But how about this? You have to listen to this right here. Sweet. Okay. Now there are prisoners and everybody else is back on the same page. Hopefully you didn't fast forward through them either. Otherwise you're going to prison. Uh, the courtroom at Anthony's sentencing was packed with family and it was an emotional time, as you can imagine. I mean, these these kind of things, you know, family killing, family ish, are always so dynamic in in the way that people respond to them, and to have all of those people in the same courtroom. Ugh, couldn't even, can't even imagine. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that was Sean on the line at one point when he was free. he didn't know where he was. Right, he said, "I'm in a house." That was that was Anthony. Sorry, that was Anthony. Oh, yeah. okay. Anthony calling up, uh, saying I just stabbed my mom's boyfriend. Oh, and, I see. But you could tell he was drunk. He was like, however many sheets to the wind, yeah. that amount of drunken. He was that many sheets. You heard, you heard in his voice. I, I just mixed up the name, so I knew it was the the kid. Like yeah. it sounded the way he probably sounds when he's arguing with his mom and the the guy about how unfair he feels the situation is for him like the oh, get out of my house type stuff like he you 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 heard that type of emotion that you would hear from a kid who uh loses it and um <clears throat> usually just an argument um but he's yeah. obviously done the uh, most extreme thing possible in that moment too I just thought that was fun that part yeah, the um, this is going to sound weird because I don't have an apples to apples for what it must be like. I'm sure you do, and a million other people that are listening probably do. Where you come home, there's a conflict. You're feeling defensive because your mom's got this new douchey boyfriend. Um, you know about his past, but he's acting like you know he's all all of that because he's fine now. It's been four years since he bail jumped, and he bails. Or, you know, 
possessed any THC. So he's he's on the mend, man. And you just came home from a drunks party where you were drinking liquid drugs. drugs. Yeah, and he was he was trying to act superior. And so you're there. Your mom's there. This guy, you know, you're like, you don't even belong here. You're not family. You're my dad. Uh, the closest I've gotten to this is, and I think this is possibly a similar feeling. One time, uh, I got broken up on a pond. Somebody broke up with me over the phone from another state. So I couldn't even like, I couldn't, I couldn't approach. Yeah. But here's the deal is I'm like trying to have this conversation and it's a, it was a lengthy relationship. It was like over a year. So, you know, it was enough time there. And, uh, she was, I was being, you know, emotional. I'm like, I don't know why, you know, I don't know if this isn't, you know, blah, 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 whatever you say when you're breaking up. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, I hear this, hold on, give me that phone. And uh-huh. it was her friend, oh, her friend got on the phone. And at that point, no matter what I said, I confirmed her bias. Yeah. Because I was like, just put her back on the phone. What the fuck? Yep. She doesn't want to talk. You're scaring her. See, you're scaring me now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ugh, I was just like, I was like, you know, and then you're just like, well, if I was there, I don't, I wouldn't hit a girl, but I would punch her face into a putty. Whoa. And, you know, I didn't say that, but that's how you feel. Yes. And, and I'm sure that's how this guy felt too, when he's having this argument with this rando boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And know. maybe he's seen other boyfriends come and go in the past. And they'll throw things at them like, you're not that special. You know, she's had like three or four guys just like you before this. And that pisses him off because often in these situations, it's like having a bear come in and slaughter the pups so that he has the the female bear to oh, yeah. procreate with and create his own family. And they can't mm-hmm. slaughter you when they come through, but they try to. By they emotionally, emotionally do. <laughs> yes, by, by dampening <laughs> right, yeah. you down, by making you irrelevant, by trying to split you from your mother and trying to, to make you inconsequential in their new relationship. The, these, these kids need to go figure it out. They need to go get a job and get their own place so we can go and do this. The, these kind of things start to happen and very, uh, very tense uh, situations happen, just like the one we just heard. Well, and then on top of that, you've got the dynamic of the mother who – you know, for whatever reason, she's splitting her emotions between her boyfriend yep. and her kid. And part of it is it doesn't seem like she's defending the kid at all. And it doesn't even seem like self-preservation. It seems like selfish preservation sure. to the kid. You know, it's like, Mom, how can you even? I've known you my whole life and you've known this guy for eight minutes. Uh-huh. And, and then there's all and that. And then you have the guy saying, I thought we were in love, right? Like, you're going to take their side. And and, and um, what that's a tough situation for the woman as well. I mean, they're split between two. They, she can't make either one of them entirely happy or else the other one is left in the dust, right? It's, it's a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah, and then the turd sandwich turns to the boy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, your dad's not even here." Yeah, wonder how that happened, <laughs> Anthony. Well, you know that kind of twist the knife. Well, you see, that's where the problem lies in these situations. When a, say a man comes into this situation and there's kids involved, it's up to that man. Uh, I mean, they even have more responsibility. I feel uh, more on their plate than a than the real father would have if he had been around and still in the picture because they need to make that child feel comfortable with this entire situation. Mm-hmm. They need to to create a bond between a, – a serious bond between themselves and that child. And if they're only out to get the girl and they're that bear that wants to kind of 
swipe it all away and create something new, I mean, that's not the right guy, first of all, that she chose. Um, and, and, and two things. Not all, not all situations end up like that. I mean, there's a lot of great guys who get involved in these situations. Don't get me wrong. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think there's two things that are at play right there. <clears throat> if the guy is in the picture and the kids, granted, kids of divorced parents are never ready for another person. Right. Uh, and if they are, they've got, they've got a lot of self-awareness and it's probably been some time, yeah. you know. But if there's a guy that's in the in present in, in the house in in that kind of presence in the the, the dynamic prematurely, mm -hmm. you got a couple things. You got you got the woman who, in a lot of these cases, has way shortcut the time process. Right? Mm -hmm. No one has closure from the divorce or the split or whatever, and mom's just trying to patch a hole that can't be patched. Mm -hmm. You know. And the, the kids know it. And so they've got this resentment toward mom because she keeps, you know, doing this. And then the guys end up being dirtbags that are worse than dad was. And at least they've got the devil you know is better than the devil yes. you don't, right? And they know the devil dad. They know the dad devil, but they don't want to know the boyfriend devil. They don't feel like they have to. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the kids are being forced into a relationship that they didn't choose. The, the woman, the mother, did in these situations. Mm -hmm. she, she chose this man. And uh, anyways, if it goes sideways, the eventually knives come out, literally in yeah. this case. Well, closure, I drove to Nevada and I made up with that girl and we got back together and then I punched her best friend in the face. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't do any of that. She broke up with me and I never saw her again. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, this isn't about me. All right. Ah. <clears throat> uh, uh. Let's see. Okay, so also, th th there were some interesting things that happened in the in the in during the, in the court. Like I said, it was you know packed with all the family, people from Sean's side and Andrew's side, and those people that knew her and her family and Andrew's family. And ugh, uh, there was an interesting that happened though in that, and I really had never heard of this happening. Uh, before, but the judge did not allow Anthony's mother to read a statement during the court proceedings, even though other people were allowed to to read statements. You know, like they'll do the um, what do they call those? Oh, victim impact statements. Victim impact statements, and you know, uh, so the judge wouldn't let the mother read one. Uh, he explained that it was because she was dating Sean, the victim, at the time. Uh, he was killed by Anthony. Uh, I guess maybe it would have potentially sent mixed emotions through the gallery, uh, galley, Galveston. What are the gal galley gallery gallery? Also, did you know that Wisconsin has an interesting program for people Anthony's age and in his predicament called a risk reduction program? No, I wasn't aware of that. <clears throat> well, now you are. Yeah, it, it fulfills the program. Uh, if he fulfills the program, um, it, it could reduce his sentence. So he was given 30 years yeah. for this murder. And uh, if he finishes this risk reduction program, it could drop that from 30 down to 23 years, which doesn't, say, doesn't sound like a lot maybe, but that's seven years. And seven years is just shy of a decade. And we know how crazy decades can seem when you think about how long or short they seem to be yeah 
See what you did there? So, Very nice. Was the mother's name Amber? I couldn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't find it readily available, and I couldn't translate it in the call okay. well, so I kind of left that out and just made her be mom. That's fine. No, but I thought you said I probably, Amber. I thought, you, I thought I heard you say Amber. And then there was Shawnee. I heard what you just, I heard what you just said. <laughs> it's like you just heard. And Sean, Shawnee, Shawnee, Johnny. You know, it's all coming together. I, yeah, and I don't even know if she, I want to say at one point I heard her scream, but it didn't sound like she said Shawnee either. It sounded like she said Potty. Like maybe Potshider was oh. nicknamed Potty. Maybe. I don't know. That sounds like a terrible nickname. I wouldn't want it. it sounds like kind of what I like heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, hey, this is my friend Potty. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew, that's disgusting. Ew. That's a shit although, name. although there was a potsy on uh Little House of the a Prairie TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no, on uh well the one with the fawns. Oh, uh Happy Days. Happy Days, yeah, Potsy was on mm. Happy Days. Uh, anyway, but for as far as far as I know for now, uh he is still incarcerated in Oshkosh. Probably sewing baby clothes for the company. Probably. Probably. Or making hug dealer plates. You got to... He could be. You, should I say that? I guess you put it on yeah, the internet. Yeah, heck yeah. You got a customized... The, the operator got a customized hug dealer plate for his uh, Suburban. Yeah. Vanity plates to say hug dealer. H-U-G-D-L-R. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome because it's on a lifted <laughs> Suburban, you know, with a... Flowmaster on it. <laughs> You're the only one who can pull that off out of the three of us uh, when it comes to Kent and myself, I think. Not me, though. I on my know. Dodge Caravan. Luna. <laughs> J.K. Luna. <laughs> J.K. Luna. <laughs> Eyes cocked. Yeah. <laughs> Stay paranoid. I don't know how you even get that on a license uh, plate. I think we talked about that before, too. Anyway, so uh, <clears throat> 30 years. I got a happy ending. Oh, do you? Yeah, 30 years. He got, a, he got 30 years. He might get 23 from that but yeah for now we'll see because i don't know if he finished his program hmm. uh yeah but i do have a happy ending but hey hey before we get uh to the happy ending right. we get a lot of voicemails oh. from people because we set up a thing on the contact page of our website over 1159media.com where people can click a button and leave us a voicemail it's pretty fun, and um, there are a lot of people that have uh, really sent some really very nice voicemails, and some, maybe a lot of people who do it when they're drunk, and those two are really entertaining. Awesome. Um, I thought I'd share one with you, though. Sure. That is very nice to uh, to us, and it's also informative for the listener in this case, and I have a happy ending that I'll share after that, but... Uh, we have so many of these voicemails, and some of them are pretty cool. So I love the drunk ones. It's like, hey, Jack, I just relate to you so much, man. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. <laughs> You're my spirit animal. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, there was uh, too many of those. But is this a negative or a positive one? No, this is a po- this is a positive one. This one's this one's positive. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I, let me make sure I got it queued up properly in my queued up queuing machine. Here we go. Boop. And boop. And then one more click and a clickety double click and a right click right there. 
And then this is the operator not wanting to edit later. <laughs> That's right. I got a vacation to get to. I got to move on. Oh man. Uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Hey, my name is Kelsey. I'm from Canada. You guys are hilarious. I just wanted to because you guys keep going back to the woman in the car. I'm driving across the country right now. And I'm listening from front to back. You guys are hilarious. I love the accent. Um, you keep going back to the drowning in the car. And it's been pugging me that nobody's touched on this before. And I don't know like, if this is why this isn't common knowledge. It's common knowledge in, in my area. But the, the headrests on the back of your seat are designed the way they're designed to break a window. You can look that up. If you take the headrests off of your seat, it's designed to break a window to get out for when you're trapped in the car because cars are electric right now. So me listening to that episode the entire time, I'm screaming at my radio going, just take the headrests off of the, like, how come the 911 operator isn't asking her to try to break the window? find something to smash the window with. So I just wanted you guys, because you have got a big audience, to let your audience know if they're ever trapped in a car, take off the headrest and smash the window, or at least try to. Good job, guys. So I thought that was fun. Kelsey giving us a little bit of a compliment, also a PSA about headrests. Uh, I love that. Love it, too. I love that stuff. Love it, too. And now I can take the (laughs) screwdriver out of my pocket that keeps on poking holes in my pockets. (laughs) I didn't know that, but she's right yeah. on the crappy Dodge Caravan. As you said earlier, you were really crashing on Dodge Caravans. So that's why my face <laughs> is still so red. It's not the proper 12 that I bought earlier. Thanks, Conor McGregor. This is garbage. But yeah, man, you could you could take the headrest off on certain vehicles. She said now that vehicles are electric for a second there, though, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, that was either a political plug <laughs> because gas prices are so, so high, high and she was, she, you know, she, she might have been shaming the public into thinking that there's more people that have electric cars than do. Or I think what she was getting at was our locking mechanisms mm-hmm. and everything are electric and they could take a dump and then you're stuck in your car. It's a great tip. Maybe. It's a great tip, Kelsey. Yeah. Even if not every vehicle, at least awesome. you can try to reach back and ch- check it out or check it out now to see if it's a possibility. If you ever get caught in a friggin' deluge and... Uh, uh, you have an operator on the phone who's not Floating down. just making you feel like an asshole for being stuck in that deluge. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. Thank you, Kelsey. That was awesome. Also, I've got a picture in my head right now of like some panicking person who's heard this and they're sitting there holding on to both of the metal handles and all you hear is boop, boop, because they're bopping the headrest against the <laughs> yeah, window. Like the padded part. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Turn around. It's the metal the metal spikes. You could cram you ram those metal spikes into the window and that'll break yeah. it. But if if we're gonna just video you, if you're in there like oh oh boop 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 oh, 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 boop, boop, boop. What did Kelsey say about this thing? It's supposed to be a life preserver or something? It's just- Her la- <laughs> Her last words, dying words, are, Kelsey was wrong. Just kidding. No one's going to die that way. Kelsey, you're fine. We've got insurance. Oh, oh, okay, how about a real happy sure. ending, though? This one's funny. All right, here we go. Okay. My wife. 
Okay, A. <laughs> what the world? A lot of things. feel like this might have been Kent's brother yeah. calling. Or the Jay, the truck driver <laughs> that I spoke to. Uh, old call back when he was drinking. Like, if, you know, the bears that I talked about before, maybe one comes in. Say that there's still a bear in the, in the situation, a male bear, and then yeah. the bigger bear scares him off. I feel like if a bear could call 911, that's what it would say something along those lines like, hey, just push me out of the cave and uh i'm married i just bought her an iphone <laughs> the bear i just gave her yeah, a pot of honey honey sorry <laughs> my heart's all swole up with pain and sadness and perfunctory feelings of emotions is there anything somebody can do i have a fi- i have investment in this there's an iphone involved <laughs> He's like ratting him out for some robbery and everything in the whatever. He's like hugging and kissing. I thought he said mating. They're out there mating at one point. Mating. That's the bear thing. And then also, I don't know if this is dismissive or not, but who's she going to have call him back? Mm -hmm. Like, who's that supposed to be? Like, yeah, right. He feels like he did something. 911 Caroline, we heard you called. We wanted to call and make sure you didn't need a hug. I don't know who's calling, but that was kind of fun. Sir, go out there and knock on the window and say, hey, I'm right here. You know that headrest that you're getting slammed up against? You could use that as a life preserver, right? Honey, are you stuck in there? You're using the wrong side of the padding. Turn it around. No, don't use it for that, sir. Don't, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the shocker. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh well, this was fun. <laughs> we almost made it the whole time without completely going off the rails, but there we are. Yeah. We will uh, attribute that to our final ad for this episode to probably <laughs> It's not bad. You know, it's really not that bad. I, I I thought I'd give it a go, but if I could turn back time, I'll tell you. I don't know if I can trust you with it's not that bad because when I went to Baraboo, Wisconsin, you guys got me alcohol-free beer, and I and they're like, just taste it, just you, you said, just taste it, just taste it. So I, I taste it, and I'm like, is this what beer tastes like? And then you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, and you took a drink, and you're like, ah, oh, this is skunky. I'm like, so. The one beer I've ever drank in my life now isn't even representative of good beer. And you're like, no, not at all. The worst beer you could have ever drank, man. It was skunky because no one buys that stuff. That's why. Yeah. Well, and and, and I learned a fun fact, which is why beer bottles are brown, right? Because the green bottles let too many UV rays through and it messes with the... Whatever good flavor should be coming off of beer (laughs) turns it into whatever bad beer tastes like that stuff. We'll get it right next time, man. Uh, We'll get it right next time. You enjoyed the cream soda, though, didn't you? Oh, the cream soda was glorious, and I, I, uh, yes, I did. Canadian cream soda is the best cream soda. 
It is. It's very good. Don't mix it. I don't know if you listen to the latest Fun Facts to Know and Share podcast episode, but uh, I go heavy in the paint against Canada about horse meat. Oh, what? No, I didn't listen <laughs> yeah. to it. The Red, the oh, red Rum episode? Don't you go hard, uh, yeah. hard on redheads too? That's why I didn't listen to it because I get yeah, redheads. I go hard on redheads. I wanted to be friends yeah. still. Actually, I I, uh, I I reveal a lot of reasons why we all should love redheads. So you should oh, definitely okay. should listen to that. I will. Uh, but yeah, I go heavy in on Canada because uh, the majority of the horse meat that is imported into Asia and Europe comes from Canada. Well, you know what's been imported a lot to Canada as well, though. Asians. Americans? <laughs> oh, Asians. That's even better. Oh, God. <laughs> Way off the rails now. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's leave it right there and see if we uh, survive. Yeah. Okay. Hugs, everybody. <laughs>